the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our culture, our society, the makeup of which continually grows in the area of blended families, mixed marriages. How do we respond? What is our answer? Well, some encouragement and hope is directed your way here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Welcome to the program. We come to you from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. We're back in Genesis chapter 21 today, and, well, quite frankly, Abraham is conflicted. He's got a son through a handmaiden, Hagar, and he's got a son through a promise, Isaac. How does he reconcile the two? Where does the struggle end? Well, with some answers, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely and today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. So Abraham's breaking heart was comforted by the promise that of the future, the futures that awaited both of his sons. Isaac was the one, of course, through whom the promise would be fulfilled. And Ishmael, God said, would be the father of a great nation. So both of his sons had tremendous futures. And what God was saying here, in effect, is, Abraham, I know you have concern, and I know you feel responsibility. But Abraham, don't worry about Ishmael because I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to take care of him. He's going to marry, he's going to bear children, and he's going to become the father of a great nation. Abraham, don't worry about Ishmael. I'm taking care of him. And so Abraham placed his faith in God's promise. And he was then swiftly obedient. Verse 14. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. So I think it's important for us to notice the swiftness with which Abraham obeyed the command of the Lord. It says early the next morning. It doesn't say sometime the next day or sometime the next morning, but it says early the next morning. He obeyed without hesitation. The description is that Hagar wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And wandered means she drifted about without a specific destination. You see, she found herself in the condition of many newly single parents. She's faced with the challenge of having to survive alone. At first, wandering aimlessly having too little provision to cover the needs, being forsaken by loved ones, and wondering if God cared. And her desperation knew no bounds. Verse 15, when the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about a bow shot away, about 100 yards. For she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. 
And as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. You know, Hagar was in the middle of a wilderness and thought she was all alone. She wasn't all alone. We may think we're in the middle of a wilderness all alone. We are not alone. We need to know that when we feel alone, we are not alone. That God sees us and that he hears us and that he hears us weeping. And that he will care for us and he will turn our sorrow into joy. Our mourning into dancing. That he will sustain us and he will restore us. You know, when God hears, he acts. And that's why we should never be afraid when God hears our prayers. Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying. And notice that the angel of God spoke to her from heaven. The angel of the Lord is in heaven speaking to Hagar, who is not. You know, we, think, we tend to think of heaven in terms of distance and miles away. And we tend to think of heaven as being outside of our known universe. And we think of our universe as having a, an expanse of millions and billions of light years. It's so immense. God must be far away. The spiritual realm must be far away. And actually, the spiritual dimension exists both in the present and presently. That is, it's here. It's all around us. We simultaneously live in the physical dimension which we see and the spiritual dimension which we do not see except under exceptional circumstances. The angel of the Lord spoke to Hagar from heaven. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. Some of the scholars were asking the question, did God create that well right in that moment? Or was the well already there and Hagar just failed to see it? Well, the phrasing suggests the latter, that the well was there and she just failed to see it. The solution was already present, but Hagar and the boy were so blinded by their circumstances they couldn't see it. And sometimes when we go through difficult times, we can be right next to the solution and not see it. We need God to open our eyes. There's another aspect of this as well. And that's this, that the wilderness area that Hagar and Ishmael were in were, was very, very desolate. There were very few wells there. So how was it that they happened to settle down by accident right next to one of them. Well, the logical 
solution is it wasn't an accident, but rather God guiding them to settle down right there. Now, if they had seen the well before God opened their eyes, it would have still been God's guidance that brought them there. But the conversation with the angel of God that revealed that God was watching over them would not have occurred. So God brought them to the well, and there he revealed he was watching and would bless them. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer, or a, a great hunter. And while he was living in the desert of Paran, his, wife got, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt, which, of course, is the country from whence she came. But evidently, Hagar did not display the wisdom that Abraham did in choosing a God-fearing wife for her son. And that, of course, affected his trajectory away from God. So Ishmael prospered in the desert region along the east side of the Sinai Peninsula. He eventually married and became the father of 12 sons and an unknown number of daughters. And today, Arabs trace their ancestry back to Abraham through Ishmael. Now, there's a third event that's mentioned in the same chapter. And it tells the story of a covenant or an agreement between Abraham and Abimelech. Now, this is not the first time that these two have met. We know that from our study of the previous chapter, chapter 20. And nor is this going to be the last time that we're going to encounter this or another Abimelech because his name appears in chapter 26 in a similar uh, incident involving Abraham's son Isaac. And so some scholars believe that Abimelech may have been a title like Pharaoh rather than a proper name. Verse 22, at that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. So Abraham repented of his failure in the previous chapter, and because he was in a good place, God could bless him. And because God blessed him, people, even godless people, recognized the blessings of God in his life. God is with you in everything you do. So Abraham had risen from being a disgrace to being a positive witness for God. Now swear to me here before God that you will not deal falsely with me or my children or my descendants. Show to me in the country where you are living as an alien the same kindness that I have shown to you. So the fact that he wants Abraham's fidelity indicates that The deception of chapter 20 has led to a lack of trust. And that makes sense. When we don't tell the truth, it breaks down trust and it breaks down relationship. So they wanted the assurance that Abraham would play fair with them because he was a powerful man and becoming even more powerful. On an occasion not too long previous, he and just a a small army of 318 trained men had gone out and defeated a combined army, an undefeated army of four great eastern kings, and he'd become even more powerful since then. And since he was presently strong and getting more strong because of God's blessing, Abimelech was concerned of establishing a framework for future peace so that no hostility would occur. And this proposed agreement 
was called a parity covenant because it was between equals. So the king, Abimelech, considered Abraham his equal. Verse 24, Abraham said, I swear it. He agreed. Now, this kind of agreement was not new. When he was living at Hebron, Abraham had made an alliance with some of the local leaders, and there was no problem then in entering into a similar agreement with Abimelech. You see, God's people cooperate with other people at different times for different purposes. And a discerning believer knows when any alliance is or is not in the will of God. Well, there is more ground to cover, and we'll do so on tomorrow's broadcast. Please join us then. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. To reach out to us, maybe with questions, comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like information about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, where we meet, and the service times, directions. It's all found at our website, highlands.us, highlands.us. A lot of resource materials there as well, including past programs. Highlands.us. We hope to see you there. And trust we'll see you tomorrow as our studies will continue in Genesis on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.